Welcome back to Beers with Buds. I'm your host, Andrew Friedman, the Cannabis Sommelier. Today I'm joined by my good buds in, all the way in California, sunny California, Allison Clark, that high couple. How are you today, Alice Clark? Hey. Hey, yeah, we're, we're doing good. Yeah, no, we're coming to you live from the Dabin Cabin here in, uh, yeah, I would say normally sunny LA, but it's actually quite chilly today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, not compared to where where we know you are in Canada. You deal so you deal with real cold, but it got right. it got down in the fifties today, which is very chilly for Los Angeles. <laughs> I, can, I can already hear your eyes rolling back, so <laughs> we'll move on from weather. Um, but yeah, no. So we're basically uh, we go by that high couple online, and we're a cannabis content creating duo. Um, we've been married now for four months, and. Ooh. Yeah, we're newly weeds. Four months today. Four Congrats. months today. Four months today. Ridiculous. <laughs> Didn't even realize that. Um, so, so yeah, no, we're we're as someone coined newly weeds. We're we're very happy, and <laughs> and yeah, we we just try to create content on Instagram as well as YouTube um, that you know just like normalizes and celebrates cannabis. You know, it's something that we feel like every couple can incorporate it into their relationship with tons of benefits tons of benefits and yeah we're just excited just to kind of talk about our journey as influencers yeah super cool well congratulations on getting married that's absolutely huge i'm engaged right now so that's so exciting i can feel your energy congrats on your four-month anniversary thank you and congrats to you on your engagement um yeah being fiancés was a really really fun time in our life so yeah soak that in as much as possible <laughs> well i was trying but sarah's like i really want to get married like don't 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 let it drag on too long like i can only be a fiance for a year and a bit i'm like okay it's game on so yeah november 13th this year Oh, oh yay you set a date that's awesome i love it i love it Wait, we also got yeah married in the fall i feel yeah. like yeah that's such a great time mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah cool. congrats and stuff yay. yeah that last last few months it gets really exciting and i feel <laughs> like it's one of those things that i it, it felt like every day it was just like a puzzle that you know you, you worked on it but the puzzle never got completed until like i feel like the last week of it <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. yeah we have two wedding planners. I'm pretty. I'm. We're. I'm pretty removed from it. We're going to Jamaica. Did you guys have a cannabis wedding? I kind of saw that you. You did. Tell me. Tell me more about your wedding. I want to. I want to know all about it. Oh, thank you. I, yeah. I was about to say. I mean, that's you know one of our top five favorite topics to go into. <laughs> um, yeah. No, Alice. You want to talk a little bit about our wedding? Yes, our <laughs> wedding, our magical day. Um, yes, we. Um, incorporated cannabis uh, minimally and kind of behind the scenes in our wedding just because um, Clark has a big family all from Georgia. Um, I also have a brother with two young kids and just the family dynamics and the day of having open cannabis served at the wedding wouldn't have gone great with everyone that you know, we're only seeing once or twice a year at family reunions and it's not quite worth rocking the boat to, to bring in cannabis. But we did um, work with G-Pen, one of our favorite vape companies, to do um, custom engraved G-Pens for all the groomsmen. So cool. Um, it had, that's cool. <laughs> it had everyone's like names and stuff on it. And yeah, there were the, I felt like out of all of the, the weddings that I've ever been a guest to or the few that have been groomsmen in, like you, you're normally seeing like personalized flasks and like little toilet bags but when they also they each had like a new vape pen like they were just <laughs> so bl- and so blown away and the fact that g-pen hooked us up with some Clem- uh, some clementine cartridges yeah clementine cartridges nice. for apology um so that was a lot of fun the groomsmen enjoyed that um we also had our own g-pens too that we were puffing on kind of behind the scenes got some great smoking pictures but it wasn't like a full-on cannabis wedding <laughs> 
um, as, as it could have been, but it was, yeah. it was still the perfect day for us. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Cannabis was like the special hidden guest. Exactly. And <laughs> the VIP guest that not everybody knew about. <laughs> so true. I love it. And it's so cool to hear you talk about the cannabis that's available to you in California because cannabis laws in Canada are so weird. We can only have uh, legal dried organic plant matter. We can only have stuff to roll and it's all terribly dry because it's so old. So I can't wait for the day G-Pen comes up here and can bring clementine cartridges. That's a... <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah, the the California cannabis scene is oh it's so it's, it's magical. It really is. <laughs> I used I used to think that L A was only like you know on the front lines of like fashion and stuff. Like I was like oh no trends start on the West Coast, but I'm like oh no all the weed trends are starting <laughs> here now because this is just it's it's happening. I love it. We've been going. We went to an event recently that I was like okay this is going to be the next level events of it was a yoga brunch that infused like vape pens into it so that you know Alice was doing like these downward dog moves while also hitting a vape pen like out in the like West Hollywood Hills like I was just like yes we, we've now we're now getting there the future is now yes but That's I mean it's, ca California in itself is a wonderful little bubble but unfortunately with like so much of the rest of the US you travel outside of California and it's a whole Ooh. a whole nother story whereas I gotta congratulate you and your country in Canada for really blazing the trail and being like yeah one of the first um like modern I mean, yeah. countries exactly to, to fully legalize. I still think, well, while it's still, like you said, the rules are a little weird and the laws and it might not be great. It's still just so crazy that yeah, just, just right. North of us, it's legal for just such a vast little area of space. I'm just, right. The great dank North. Me. Exactly. The it's great dank there. North. It's all there. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to come visit and I'll show you the, the best of it. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm very excited. No, we'll, we need to do like a cannabis ambassador exchange. Like if people can do foreign exchange students, I need to go to Canada. You come to SoCal. Let's do this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm in International Cannabis Ambassadors Association, the ICAA. Love oh, it. Boom. I can already see the t-shirts. It's born. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Trends start in California. So we're you're, you're in Hollywood. Make it happen, I guess. We well, go, we've got right? <laughs> we a really cool event, a really cool cannabis event. And there's and you've been getting to go to even more of those crazy events. How often are they happening uh, or how often are you being invited to these big cannabis centric parties now? Uh, weekly, weekly basis easily. <laughs> it's cra it's crazy that it's now gotten to the point where it's like we have to choose between events that will be <laughs> happening on like the same Sunday or the same Sunday morning or it's like okay I think we can fit this one in back to back with this one like it's it's fun but it is getting to like a point where I'm like pleasantly surprised by how full our calendar is honestly. It's true. I feel like LA is fully embracing <clears throat> the cannabis scene whether it's um, you know, just recreational, legal, uh, cannabis with THC or everyone down here is completely obsessed with CBD, mm -hmm. um, adding it to any Everything. kind of food or beverages or just CBD vapes on their own. Um, CBD is definitely having a moment and I've definitely seen a lot of, um, parties advertised to the public, not necessarily in the cannabis industry or the True. scene that are more CBD focused to kind of like get people in through the door and look, it's non-psychoactive, yeah. you're not getting high, but it's still cannabis and it's still help helping and medical, but also a little bit recreational because it does just help you feel relaxed and stuff. So yeah. yeah, whether it's like a full on weed cannabis party or just something more focused on CBD infused things, there are yeah. so many all over the place. It's crazy. <laughs> so true. 
That's interesting to think that uh, it's CBD leaning on that, and it's such a such an easier approach that's really normalizing cannabis consumption for a dem- different demographic. I'm uh, mm-hmm. that's that's that that's really cool to hear. They and again, one of the weird things is like we we can't have a CBD isolate or anything like that yet. Hopefully, it'll be introduced in this year's law. Um, but going forward, I'd love to see restaurants like that but you have so many cool pop-up events and there's people cooking with cannabis and i see people actually working with cocktails and creating different uh like there's such a big edibles market and it's i saw some of the proposed laws up here that you won't even be able to have um artificial sugars or any kind of sweetener in an edible which really limits kind of the possibilities it really does yeah so much of the edibles out here are just straight candy yeah (laughs) Yeah. just candy and sugary sweets and also (laughs) like this is going to be the first year that we're seeing um, like cannabis lounges and actual like brick and mortar establishments that are going to have infused kitchens and infused menu items and and, pu- and public smoking areas. It's true, and like <laughs> that's that's what we're looking at for 2019 that we're just so excited <laughs> about. Wait. And yeah, yeah, and like so yeah, that's that's going to be a big thing in Hollywood this year. When does that start? Because I need to be in Hollywood, obviously. <laughs> Right. It's, it's odd. Like we, um, we're really good friends and I love giving them a shout out, um, with the chef and sister behind altered plates, uh, that Holden Yager or whatever. Yes. Yeah, right? yes, chef Holden. yes. And Rachel Burkhams. Yes, yeah. We um, love them. And- amazing, amazing people. He is like the weed chef. Uh, I mean, he actually was the chef at the yoga, um, infused like, yes, brunch that we, that we, just that went, we to, went to. Yeah. He was the, the chef behind it. Him and like Rachel also did a full like cocktail like program and they're actually, uh, the team behind one of these brick and mortar lounges that is coming to West Hollywood this year. And so they were telling us about some of the troubles of like, like for the very first time they're talking with city officials about like all these, you know, different like ways to manage, you know, this. you just have to, to think about everything yeah. when it comes to public consumption. That's it's, it's such new territory that there are so many unwritten regulations that you really yeah. have to take a step back and consider any possibility of what can go right and what can go wrong here. Um, but it's so wild, there, it's, yeah. it is on the schedule for sometime in 2019. The the doors should be opening, but there's just so much legality and paperwork to get through that I don't think there's yeah, any kind of a set date back. exactly yeah. from what we understand. But then again, we're very much on the sidelines of this, just kind of like cheering and rooting on, and we hear yeah. a little bit from yeah our friends at Altered Plates, but. Um, it is exciting that it is just happening. Like, yeah, it's that's crazy. incredible. And do you think there'll be, uh, will it be liquor licensed as well or just cannabis consumption? As far as I know, it's just cannabis consumption. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. yeah, so mocktails and stuff like that will be a huge trend. Exactly. Very cool. Yeah, THC and CBD mocktails <laughs> for sure. That is so cool. And that's just in Hollywood, right? Uh, Los Brand? Angeles, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, WeHo, I think, is one of the biggest hubs of it, West Hollywood yep. specifically. Um, I know there were some of the first to issue out licenses yeah. for that. Um, so I think right now it's just like everyone's trying to see like which is going to be the first to like open doors. But yeah. I do know that, yeah, like at least a lot of the kind of regulations, the licenses, those have already been issued. So it's all just kind of like a waiting game at this point. I do know that's from talking with them. Like, yeah, it's a lot of waiting involved mm-hmm. with these process, but still 2019, it looks like it's going to happen. And we're just like so pumped about it. And, and yeah, no, we're so pumped about a lot of things going in with the cannabis community in SoCal right now. Yeah. Right. Well, I have a bet that uh, before Donald Trump leaves office, he's going to legalize cannabis federally. Somehow it's going to happen or it won't be him, but it's it's going to become federally legalized. 
yeah. before he leaves office, and that'll be like the one thing that he gets remembered for. Yeah, that'll be the one hail mary toss and stuff. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he knows he can make money <clears throat> off of it. Exactly. <laughs> you know he has some personal interest behind the scenes in it too. Yeah. He's got to be. Did you watch the State of the Union address? No, we no, have not. not we we just got home from work before uh, before hopping on the podcast. Yeah. Oh well, thank you for joining me. Let of me catch course. you up. People <laughs> stand up and down a lot. I couldn't believe how many standing <laughs> ovations happen. Oh no. It would be it'd be a great drinking game. Oh, uh, yes. It's all I was thinking, or smoking game, depending on which which <laughs> world you're into. Um, do you guys do you guys drink? Uh, do you do you smoke more than you drink? Is there a you know? Oh yeah, I would definitely say that we're we're we're, we're daily cannabis, you know, enthusiasts, yeah, <laughs> consumers, consumers, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But I would say we we drink on the weekends. Yeah, no, it's I mean, well, not and not every weekend consistent. I'd no. say I, I probably drink. I'll I'll open up a bottle of wine and and have yeah. wine on a Friday night or Saturday night. Um, but Clark, you more drink if we're like going out to a bar and going mm-hmm. to like meet friends more in a social situation. Yeah, and I and I feel like Andrew like weirdly similar in that. When I was 18, 19, um, I like went to bartending school and wanted, and you know, I was like, no, I want to know so much about this thing that I would just like got super passionate about that I was just like, oh yes, I love how it, it brought people, you know, just drinking in general, bringing people together. And I loved being the guy in college that could wick up, like, like whip up a cocktail that no one knew the name of. And yes. then when I moved out to like Los Angeles, I felt like so much of that energy and that same passion, that same curiosity that I have for things that I'm interested interested in i just like put all that energy into cannabis so like i still so i still have that background and i love whenever i can like meld like both of those worlds of utilizing you know the bartending skills with the like cannabis uh events and stuff so so yeah i don't know that's where Uh, that's awesome we definitely enjoy yeah yeah (laughs) I've seen you uh, drink some wicked tiki cocktails. I love tiki cocktails, and you're kind of the right spot for them. Okay, that is our (laughs) absolute, yeah. Out of all the bars, if we're, like, stuck in a city and we don't know where to go to, like, a tiki bar. We'll look up where the closest tiki bar is, for sure. It's such a fun, like, home base. (laughs) And And we love to see a good, like, rum, juice drinks. I love anything with a lot of citrus, a lot of juice in it. And, yeah, that's so easy to start the night, start or end the night with a tiki bar. Oh yeah, and I love I love killing a, a punch bowl with Clark too. Uh, yeah. We we went to Palm Springs uh, sometime last month in late mm-hmm. December, and they have three tiki bars in Palm Springs, and we did have fun bar hopping from all of them, uh, from one to the other, and we got two bowl drinks. I think out of the, yeah. out of the three bars, we got two bowl drinks. So it's a team effort. Yeah, it's, it's a good time. <laughs> Amazing. And is there a good tiki bar in Los Angeles that you would tell people to go to? Yeah. Yes, I'd say uh, if you're in Hollywood, check out Lono. Lono. L-O-N-O. It's right on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, it's way fancier than a normal tiki it bar. It is, though. yeah. It's not a dive bar. Um, they have really good drinks. It's a very good atmosphere, but the only downside is that their actual bar is mm. not that big or that long or has that many seats, so it does you're kind pretty of much fill up quick. You pretty much have to get a table. Yeah. Um, but there's also Tonga Hut That's in it. North Hollywood, which has mm. um, a sister store or a sister bar in Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. So, and that is like classic old school tiki dive bar, um, all the fun, uh, actual tiki mugs. They have bowl drinks. They, they light them on fire. It's fun. <laughs> I love it. So if you were to do like a date night, so we're starting at like five o'clock early Friday. What would be the date night? Where would you go? You're going to be home by midnight. 
Oh my god, I love it. I love it. I feel like I I have so many, so many things I'm already coming to mind. Um, but I know we pretty much would start for starting Hollywood, starting your sunset and vine. I mean, we start with dabs in the cabin. Yeah, let's. (laughs) <laughs> start with like home base gotta gotta get high first gotta get <laughs> gotta, gotta get, get high dabs. first and then you know if you're <laughs> if you're lucky like us then you can like take a dab and then get one of these electric scooters Little that birds. are literally out our front door right now like we're one of those people that just like has a bird hub of like we just wake up to four electric scooters sitting on the curb <laughs> So I'm like, okay, it's kind of nice that we can just, like, hop on one of those birds to, like, any kind of nearby walk of fame hotspot. So for us, that would be, like, going to Amoeba Music Store, like, near Sunset and... If it is, like, a a perfect (laughs) date night, though, we do love um, going up to the Hollywood Bowl and catching a show there. We've seen several great concerts, and even um, if there's, like, not a band playing, the L.A. Philharmonic does really, Mm. really dope... um, symphony orchestral concerts yeah um that's really great if you're just high and sitting in the back and tripping out on some dope classical music just being played live in front of you so um and it's nice yeah we're we're definitely bird distance from the hollywood bowl so we can hop on a scooter go up there um i'd say there's uh, a really good local pizza place called pizza romana that's like our favorite Italian, Except for the um, local. Yeah, no, oh yeah, local. Yeah, just local go get pizza a pizza. Um, and then you know, I and then our favorite because I feel like I I wanted to begin and end this conversation with one bar recommendation. That's yes, our favorite. I was getting there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's our favorite go-to um, bar in the city, and I feel like for a date night, like nothing beats it because it has like as a little bit of mystery and a little bit of like cool vintage class. Um, it's called Sunset and Vinyl. <laughs> and it's on awesome. sunset and right sunset and vinyl i love it it's, it's on, on sunset and vine <laughs> <laughs> which is the easiest way to remember it and it's one of it's one of a number of speakeasy style bars in la where the entrance is hidden um but i love that like so many other places it's just like a super gimmicky like entrance where it's like oh it's obvious that it's like through this would-be garage sale whereas this one in sunset vinyl you walk through this pizzeria and then you walk to like the back corner near like the soda machine there's just an unmarked staircase that you just take the staircase up and you're and then like right above the pizzeria is just like a 20 seat bar just this one just yeah one bar maybe like four tables tops and the best thing is that all of the music is being played off of a vinyl collection that is open to whoever's there you can literally just like walk up to this wall lined with different records like pick out whatever is your favorite and then just give it to the bartender and he just puts it on a cue of like we're just gonna play this record through and then just play on to the next and on to the next and it's a really fun night it is, yeah. They have really good, <clears throat> really good, just classic drinks, good like old fashions and Negronis and stuff. They also have a pretty good happy hour too. Um, I mm. like that they have Angry Orchard on their menu as well, so I can get a cider. Um, but it's cool. It's just it's it's pretty dark. It kind of feels like a little divey and stuff, but it's filled with like cool antique furniture. All the chairs are like I don't know, kind of old and funky. And there's mm. like you know old. I feel like I'm just saying everything is old, but it's cool old. Um, it's hip. It, what's it's what's hip. old is new now. Stuff everywhere, cool picture frames of shit. It's, yeah. yeah. It's got kind of a hipster vibe, but like a cool hipster vibe. And it's nice that it's like a hidden bar, so nobody really knows it's there. So true. Although we've just given the secret out and blown it. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I feel like most people listening are probably in Canada, so don't worry. There we are. All right. Well, if you come to Hollywood. Sunset and vinyl. <laughs> yes. We're going. I'm going to come in the next few months, and we're going to go to that bar and make an yes. awesome video. I love it. 
Hell yeah. It's a date. <laughs> yes, I look forward to it. I'll bring Sarah. Yay, it's a double date. <laughs> dang, dang double love, date. Dang double date. <laughs> love it, love it. So you hopped on the podcast right away. Did you have a dab or anything to smoke before you came on with me? Feel free to smoke the entire time. Yeah, to be totally honest, we've been uh, sneaking hits off off mic here. You might have been able to hear, hear a That's little bit. Real, real careful. Going, but yeah, we've been real careful. Listeners will hear the sound bubbles of our little dab rig. <laughs> <laughs> little yes. dab rig going. Yeah, that's fantastic. We've been, been lightly, lightly token through it. <laughs> right. We felt like this was the kind of podcast where we could get comfortable yes. with, <laughs> with you. I love it. I love it. Yes. Well, it is beers with buds. So just you know, hanging out with my buds, having some buds. I'm having a beer, but you know, not everybody has to have a beer. Um, I want to switch. I want to switch directions and kind of ask you about your YouTube presence because I know that that high couple wasn't the first YouTube kind of try. Am I right? Oh, that, <laughs> that is right. That is such a. I was like, oh, that, that's a question that I know you've done some research. Yeah, good, good research. On, yeah. Good on you, Andrew. Uh, no, yeah, we started. Um, honestly, our three-year YouTube anniversary was February the first. Like all these anniversaries happening. <laughs> Um, but no, so, uh, so February, like first 2016, yeah, we launched YouTube as, uh, <laughs> high hipsters and it was just a, yeah, just pre pretty much the same idea of like, we're just going to vlog our adventures, um, through the cannabis community and do product reviews or, you know, also tutorials. That was something that, uh, we really have always been passionate about of just like any kind of how to videos, um, that there's just like a lot of people that are curious on YouTube. Yeah, teach beginners. Yeah, teach beginners. And it's like, oh, okay. Non- yeah, intimidating way. That's yeah, yeah. So like normalizing it and stuff. Yeah, that's like I basically make the tutorials that I wish that I had growing up yes, with cannabis. Exactly. Um, and and so yeah, no, we we've kind of like we've evolved in three years time from high hipsters to like that high couple. Once we realized that, um, we wanted just to make so much uh like. We wanted to really bring our uh, relationship, I feel like, to the forefront. That it's just like, no, we aren't just like, you know, like people are asking, okay, like hipsters, but like, how are you related to each other? It's like, no, we're we're a married cannabis couple. We are, mm -hmm. we 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 we're try to live up. High we're trying to high couple. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I feel like you know, like in in three years, I love that we've had a lot of really great opportunities with just like different brands and companies. Like we presented awards at the High Times Cannabis Cup. We've been on so, like social media. Yeah. Panels and and yeah, no, it's it's been a really like great, wonderful like adventure that I got to share with my now wife <laughs> for like every step of the way. Yeah, that's so cool. And when did things start? So, uh, what? How how old is that high couple specifically? Um, uh, when did we transition from like high hipsters? Years. I we feel were like, a hipster like a year. Yeah, I feel like out of the three year timeline, yeah, yeah we were high hipsters for about a year, and then. So it just—it was basically a name change. Was the only thing that went from high hipsters to that high okay. couple. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 how did things start happening? Because it sounds like you know you, you got to present awards and all these things. Like just as influencers, did brands start reaching out to you? Like it's a really that's really interesting. Um. Yeah. I feel like through yeah. through YouTube, it's um. I don't know. There's a lot of people that watch YouTube and consume it, but there's not a lot of people that actually turn the camera on and are willing to create the content themselves. So I feel like, um, I don't know, we've always been like, yeah, drawn to like being creative and, and working together and being able to like put those efforts into something that can actually 
come out to the world and, and yeah. you know, affect people and, and engage with people and stuff. So I feel like the fact that we were, that we're so passionate about cannabis, we knew that we could do a YouTube on this because it's basically just hitting record on what we're already doing and we can be passionate and authentic. And then <clears throat> keep just keeping up a regular schedule was something that grew an audience and was able to show brands that like, oh, these people are serious about doing it. It's not just like a, you know, they went on a fling and made a video a couple times and uploaded yeah. for two months and then just kind of dropped off out of nowhere. So I feel like really just being consistent and truly trying to be our authentic selves and, yeah, you know, just, yeah, just, yeah, exactly. Share all that with the world just has, has connected with people and connected with brands and I love it. Connection and, and consistency. Those yeah. Connection like, and consistency. consistency. Those are the two. And in a quicker answer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's, and yeah, cause, cause really it's, it's been, yeah, building those relationships and, you know, like, you know, just being able to prove to people that you have the follow through of doing it. And it's also something that we never tried to lose the fun aspect of creating content. Um, like I know I, I was, you know, I got interested with film like early on just as like, you know, filmmaking. And that was something that I studied in school and something that, you know, it brought me and my friends together. Like every time it's like, Oh, this is the kind of like weekend thing. This is what we're going to do is going to make some films, make some projects. And when and then I moved out to LA with those same kind of like video production ambitions um only and in that time like you know Alice and I we actually have like worked on a separate like web series where I was the director and writer for it that she was the director of photography for like we've made other like short films like way before even launching YouTube a YouTube channel just because we like making videos. Yeah. Um, but then once we, I, I feel like the biggest shift from like a filmmaker to a YouTuber is you have to ask yourself, what can you do consistently? Because, you know, uh, making a web series that took like nine months. I felt like we were like oh, that was, giving uh, birth, and now and at the end of it, so you're like, okay, that damn web series. Like <laughs> how like how much benefit do we see out of nine months of our life put into this web series that like didn't really make any kind of splash at any kind mm -hmm. of community? Um, whereas the biggest benefit with YouTube is that you, it's the connection immediately of I'm going to put this video out into the world and it's going to find an audience and you build an audience around the community, not around the hype of yeah. what the project will be and what the GoFundMe should do and like all this other stuff. So, so yeah. And it's, and then, um, for us, it was just at going back and asking like, okay, so what are the things that we're most passionate about that we could make an endless supply of videos for and cannabis was the thing that was just like <laughs> such a beautiful obvious answer um and then yeah like as me coming from the east coast like i would i kept seeing myself at events that like i couldn't believe was happening that i was just like i i cannot believe that i'm i'm smoking in public like around people at these events and i'm and i'm just talking openly about like all of these like weed products and, and new inventions and going to expos and and yeah just like real people here so i was like i just kept thinking like oh we have to make vlogs about this like to me that was the the launch of the channel really was like oh i, I need to show people these adventures and these events that we go to that's awesome how many videos did you make before you started seeing like constant subscribers like i feel like i'm kind of at this uh this tipping point where I'm starting to see like constant subscribers every day on YouTube and I'm seeing more comments and I'm seeing quite a bit of watch time. Um, what do you, do you remember that moment? Yeah, no, that's good. I want to say question. Yeah. 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 I want to say it's what, what really helped us was 
figuring out that because you know we we did a lot of event coverage but then we started doing tutorials mm -hmm. and how to's and we started finding a lot more new people because they would just be using youtube to search those things not everyone is searching for like a vlog from the next weed event they might not even know that it's a weed event that's happening but maybe everyone's looking for like how to roll a joint or even mm -hmm. like for you like how to pair wine with weed and mm -hmm. stuff and so so yeah, I felt like it was, it's once we started like making like that kind of content, I felt like it was maybe like a year into it that we really like had total number of videos. I mean, we were doing at least like two a week. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, we're talking like easily, like maybe close to like a hundred some odd pieces mm -hmm. of content or something before we, you know, before, before I felt that we, we found like, okay, like you said, a, a consistent, an audience of like, oh, okay, cool. Now we know like who we're trying to tap into and how to make content that like, you know, can bring that, can bring and build a community. Totally. That's super cool and funny. Cause I found that, um, my cannabis and wine pairings were extremely niche and the cannabis and craft beer pairings didn't get many plays. Uh, and it was how to videos that brought tons and tons of people watching to my channel. I guess we're giving away the secret sauce right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I feel like, hey, any, anything that can help someone in their content creation journey, because I feel like the thing that people are like totally misunderstand about being a YouTuber, even having a YouTube channel is that everyone thinks, oh, well, like I was the, oh, I want to, you know, have a weed couple channel, but oh, that high couple, they're already doing it. It's like, no, there's, there's so much space. Like you want to make a YouTube channel with your wife or your husband about how much you love weed, do it, do it today. Like just join the community i feel like there's it's not it's not a competition it's a community and i, totally. I yeah and i'm like i don't know i'm excited whenever we get to like i don't know hopefully inspire others to just like you know be open about their passion for cannabis totally i love the amalgamation of skills that i hear that that it, that it comes to when you turn the camera because it sounds like you have a strong video background it sounds like alice was in photography I'm mm -hmm. just guessing because you were the director of photography in the web series. What was the web series about? Um, it was <clears throat> something that we worked with a couple other writers on about just like, basically, I don't know, your, your, your friends dynamic. You're just like, like basic, first year in LA. It was yeah, such a friends in, in LA. Like, yeah, that's what basically it was. like, yeah, a group <laughs> awesome. of like six friends that are all like, some of them are trying to be an actor and some of them lived here. And we've got a dude that just like, you know, hangs out on the couch and couch surfs. And it was like, right. I want to say like an eight or 10 part, series but it was just so much work just coordinating everybody's schedules and like like we held castings for it and it was like it was a it was we're a trying to make production. it being as, as big of a real thing as it could have been um we had a yeah, that's hollywood stuff, so it was, yeah that's it was, not right yeah it's it was a lot it was a lot <laughs> and it really oh. didn't go anywhere yeah but it, was, but it was a good learning experience for sure <laughs> right. that's super cool hollywood baby so you were from like, georgia clark yes, yes. yeah mm -hmm. originally uh, yeah just born right outside of atlanta awesome the super bowl was really boring <laughs> i know i know uh and i just i felt i felt bad because like everyone watching the super bowl in atlanta is just like staring daggers at the patriots because they beat atlanta, they beat atlanta, in the atlanta super last bowl. year yeah, yeah was it was like, the year before just like <laughs> they just beat atlanta and so it's just like oh to see tom brady again <laughs> like, <laughs> like do it again and especially against the la rams i was just like uh like 
I didn't. I didn't think that the LA Rams, like with the beginning of the season, had any shot of going to the Super Bowl. I just wasn't paying enough attention, and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh snap! Okay, hometown, hometown, go." Yeah, yeah. We're, not, we're real sports people, but mm. we watch no, that's fair. for sure. Got it. Got to cheer on. Got to cheer on LA. Yeah, I'm really. Wa- I really just wanted to watch the controversy at the halftime show and watch uh, Adam Levine take off his shirt as. Uh, that was a disaster. I don't and know. The if lack of SpongeBob. That was oh. such a little tease. I really right. thought they were going to play the full song. Either don't use SpongeBob at all, and it's fine, or use or play the whole Sweet Victory. I song. was so disappointed. How dare they? How dare they? <laughs> I, I was a little confused. I knew. I found out after that that was kind of a Twitter campaign, but um, it was a big thing. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I grew up on SpongeBob, and that episode is iconic. Like. Everybody that remembers musical sync, that and song. It's epic. Like that's the thing you like called your parents in the room for, and they were like, "Okay, yeah, this is actually a pretty cool kids' cartoon. Look at what they're doing here." Like, yeah, it was it was epic. And then the fact that like, yeah, because the creator of SpongeBob, SpongeBob passed away. Yeah, um, it's not I like, think, yeah, in 2018, just this last year. So they were gonna like, yeah, do it as a tribute really to cool him. Really cool tribute. And it would have been the full Oof. song. I'm like, they had time to do it. They should have done it. Adam Levine could have sang it, but he, they gave us he, such a little tease. <laughs> yeah, that was weak. I was hoping I was hoping it's gonna be like a Travis Scott remix going in. That, okay. I would have gladly taken that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought I was gonna get hyped. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen Andre 3000 also on stage with. Oh Pitt, my god! Like, yeah, that was like, so weird dude. hearing him sing Outcast, and I'm like, no, dude. this is one half of Outcast. Right, I was like, you guys no. need to get back together. Well, was like, we, what about Adam Levine and the other guy singing back up to I Love oh, the Way? That was that awkward. Was so awkward. It Oh, yeah, poor Adam. I felt, uh, I don't know if I felt bad for him or just pitied him or. Like, I've, like, re- I've read some really good teardowns of, like, the oh, New yeah. York Times just being, like, it's just, like, the cherry on top of, like, an overall just bland arc of a career. And how, like, <laughs> like literally, like, it's not even a disappointment. It's a shrug. Like, that's, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's all he's just been reduced to. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> that's what that was. Like, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was absolutely cringeworthy. It really uh, was. I also something that like we we both get like violently angry every time that we think about oh the CBS didn't want to air a marijuana ad, but then we'll take money from Scientology. The number of Scientology commercials. <laughs> yeah, I saw them in Super Bowl. I was like, this is pissing me off, guys. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, we, we live in the city where it's like, I see Scientologists all the freaking time. All the time. time, they're everywhere in Hollywood, it's crazy. And I'm always just like... like it's like, a cult, oh. it's a real cult. Right? We see <laughs> HBO's Going Clear is an amazing <laughs> yeah, docuseries doc. about how culty that cult is, and <laughs> it's just, just But yeah, crazy. it was crazy that we saw, yeah, that number of advertisements. Cult you, good your Satan levels are off the chart right now. Oh my god, no, it's gotta, listen, I'll, I'll pay more money to get, to just level up, that's all it is, that's all it is, thank Yeah, I did, I liked Burger King's Andy Warhol commercial, mm. that was probably my favorite. Eating the plain burger, dipping the ketchup, it was really weird. Yeah, I know, I was like, that is odd, that is, I don't, I don't know about that, but I do love me some Andy Warhol, so, so back it didn't to the, even say Burger King in it, and I was like, okay, prop, I'm, props. I, I give you a golf clap. <laughs> the, cannabis, the cannabis commercial, though, is interesting because, um, from what I understand, like everybody knows that that commercial wouldn't have been able to be aired nationally, no matter what, because it's against advertising laws. Aside from it being a cannabis commercial, you can't like advertise cannabis the way that they did, um, nas- like federally. 
so it was I, I I truly believe that it might have been like a really well played just PR stunt. Mm, I could see it. Yeah, a lot, got a lot of people. I mean, we're talking about it right now. I watched it. <laughs> I watched the commercial because yeah. I was interested. Because I was like, "What? Why? Why the hell did they get it away?" But like, no, you're right. That's good. Got more eyeballs on it. Way more. Well, yeah. If there's a hundred million people watching the Super Bowl, uh, they got Joe Rogan and BuzzFeed and that high couple in the cannabis song talking <laughs> about it. So now it's just uh, way bigger than the Super Bowl. My word. My word. <laughs> Whenever, whenever I that's whenever I feel like oh the internet's trying to dupe me yet again yeah. <laughs> internet you've got me you've got me by the balls yeah it's interesting that the internet is such a manipulative thing and it's and it is for sale but it's such an opportunity for anybody to have a voice and to have their message heard no matter who they are or where they are um, messages yeah <laughs> you know people it's interesting that people are like make one video i think you were talking about this consistency authenticity you can't make one video and think it's going to go viral or you're going to be a youtuber like you made two videos a week for a year you've been producing content before you knew how to use the camera like you got to amalgamate those skills um but i but i but i kind of yell at people now because your iphone you can literally post straight to youtube from your iphone and there's an editor on youtube right there it shoots 4k your iphone your iphone shoots 4k right. like 100 percent. yeah so. No excuses. <laughs> at least, it's at least, true. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, if you want to make content, you don't. It's it definitely helps if you have any kind of a background or education or knowledge in it. Like you know, yeah. put that to use. But if you don't, that also shouldn't stop you from you know doing this. If this is something you want to do, anyone can literally, yeah, just shoot on their phone, edit on their phone, upload straight to YouTube. There's a number of um, really inexpensive um, just equipment pieces <laughs> that you can get. Lenses for your phone. Um, yeah. Little tripod and grips and stuff that like can make it look so incredibly professional that people would have no idea that you're shooting on your phone yeah i think the the biggest thing that i had to knock out of my own head that i feel like way too many people come at filmmaking making youtubes with um is that like i remember like before starting the channel it's like no i want from the first video to the last video i wanted to have a certain level of quality like i want my name to be associated with a certain like like a filmmaker like a tarantino like it needs to have a style from the get-go and if i don't know all of that beforehand why even make the why even make the video and it's that's the worst way to look at youtube because it cripples you into thinking that that's what the platform wants. The platform hates perfection. The platform loves personality. And the way that you build a personality online is just by getting in front of the camera and putting yourself out there and building a community. Connection by connection, subscriber by subscriber. Like, it's way more important to be replying back to people's comments than to be thinking about like, oh, what's the like editing software that I need to have? What's the next camera lens? Like, no, dude, it's not. That's not what's going to get you to a place where it's like, oh, like your content's being seen. It's never going to be the camera. It's going to be you. It's going to be whatever content speaks to you. And so I always just tell everyone, like, just know that your first videos are going to be your worst ones. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like <laughs> I got to start somewhere. Right. I think some of the best YouTube videos are when the really famous ones go back and react to their first videos from 10, eight years ago. And it's entirely different because it's the whole channel has evolved and they've evolved as creators. And so I think it's more just about like, if you know, you want to be on this journey, then just get on board. 
Like, just don't, just you'll figure it out as you go along, but just, you know, commit to, okay, I'm going to put up a video a month, a week, every, you know, twice a week, whatever your commitment is, and just start there and just see, just see where the content goes. Cause it's, I feel like what's really fun is that people forget how much influenced by the people watching it. We've gotten so many good video ideas just from the comment section and from people telling us how we can make the channel better that it's like it's a it's like a it's a it's a very different thing than like okay i'm gonna write a script shoot a video and try to get it like seen by other like filmmakers it's like no you're just like putting content out there and just trying to connect with other real people so it's 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 i don't know i, I love that about youtube it's very different but yeah anyone interested in doing it should just know that everything that you need to do it is already in your pocket so mm -hmm. just start yep school of youtube and your phone is not a toy to look at pictures on yeah <laughs> that's awesome i love that you it was like um as i hear you talk it's like I, it, the school of youtube I, I i talk about it a little bit um that traditional education almost framed this idea about what you wanted as a as a cine cinematographer videographer and uh it was it was once you broke that barrier and just started making the content that things started happening and it was a real uh, a different progression that's super cool mm -hmm. yeah totally. yeah just doing instead of learning not that like i love learning i love like studying and researching and everything but i feel like you learn so much just from actually putting stuff out there it. yeah, yeah. Making mistakes and stuff mm -hmm. more content i think that's the lesson for everybody going forward uh people's time is only going to be given so easily for so much longer before people realize that their phone is a tool and uh the more content you can make today tomorrow um is 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 going to change everything going forward um what are your plans for content for this year is is it is it the same you're vlogging it out you're showing off the cool parties you're uh doing your live streams every thursday or is it tuesday in the dab and cabin Right, I love it. Um, yes, our live streams. We 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 were doing uh, like all of last year. It was almost like, like a weekly live weekly stream. Weekly Tuesday night live stream. We've now moved for 2019. Just going to do the last Tuesday of every month. Last we'll be live streaming at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. But our live streams used to be like. 20 to 30 minutes now it's going to be like minimum an hour we're doing giveaways we're doing q and a's, Q &A &A's. <laughs> it's it's a much bigger full Perfect. live stream so we're definitely yeah conquering that we're still yeah doing a lot yeah. of um just working with brands and um different reviews different tutorials going to a lot of events on like a weekly basis i think we've got yeah. two events this weekend um i know i think that's the most fun yeah just for the channels that like you know we don't we don't even know fully like what kind of videos are going to make this time next year because there's all there's going to be events there's going to be invites that we're going to get and there and we're going to be like i love when we get reached out by by products we just shot a video for this grow pod that i never knew existed before but it's just like oh it looks like if ikea like invented a grow box yeah. and i was just like oh cool like yes this is this is a product that i didn't even know that i wanted that now i'm excited to share with our community mm -hmm. so so yeah i feel like it's it's really our plan is just to stay tapped into the community and just kind of like see you know what topics like where it kind of like takes us from here yeah that's cool do you guys still have nine to fives 
We do. We yeah, sure do. Yeah, we still have nine to fives. I know. I feel like we're kind of like a rare thing in the cannabis community. Those lucky dogs. <laughs> all of you guys that can do it like full time. Um, but no, yeah, no, I do social media. Like I'm a community manager uh, Monday through Friday. I work for an MCN, which is a multi-channel network. Basically what I tell my parents back in Georgia, it's like I'm an agent for YouTubers. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hook me up. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> A full-time product photographer for a e-commerce website so um, I go to a studio in downtown LA and spend all day shooting either bags or jewelry or shoes or clothes on a model and it's just like a front side back and detail shot and fashion yeah fashion <laughs> it's fashion it is it is all really cool um, funky like high-end luxury brands that I would definitely mm. never be seeing or interacting with otherwise where I'm like this is a two thousand dollar sweater who the hell is buying this I have no idea but I'm <laughs> taking pictures of it so yeah. um but it's it's cool yeah we both have like creative jobs where we're using our skills and then can come home and like put those same skills to work for YouTube for sure mm -hmm. totally any other side hustles past the YouTube yeah, actually. I mean, Irie. Yeah, <laughs> so, starting 2019. Starting 2000. January, like, last, yeah, last month. <laughs> That's the last month. Um, yeah, we are we are now partnered with Irie Weddings and Events, which is a company based out of Denver, Colorado, that just launched their Seattle and Los Angeles team as of this year. And basically, they bring bud bars, um, as well as, like, floral designs, like, wedding planning and stuff. But um, we're basically going to be, like, their, like, bud tender A and B thing one and two for the LA team of if you want you know cannabis served at your private event or your wedding reception um then yeah Alice and I will like come to your event um it's 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 gonna be so much fun that now we're actually like sharing the passion for cannabis in person yeah I feel like it's such a like like it's another evolution it's another thing that's awesome. It's a great when you get to grasp people's attention in person, too. You get to really see their excitement, whereas on YouTube, you uh, you only get to see your subscribers and views, but you really don't know how many eyes are watching. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's great whenever we get messages from people that saying, you know, we, we taught them something or they've connected with our content somehow, but being able to make those, like, real-life like in-person connections, especially at a wedding where everybody's just in such a good mood and celebrating, mm. like... I honestly, I cannot wait to get grandma to try some CBD and yes. like, just, just really like, yeah, educate and just show people like how much fun it can be, especially in like, yeah, a recreational setting. Like it's going to be a lot of fun. We're really excited. So the live streams, I want to go back to the live streams. When you first yeah. started the live streams, were you getting a lot of interaction and how much did it grow? And was it consistency that made it grow? Like, I just want to, mm. I want to hear your ideas about the live stream because it's something that's so difficult to stay consistent with and put out. Um, yeah. It's yeah. true. Yeah. The live streams were um, some of the most fun content I feel like we did because as you said, like when you just put out a YouTube channel, you, you yeah. can see subscribers, you can see views, but you don't really know how many eyeballs are there on you. But when there is a live stream, like that number is real life. How many people are there watching yeah. you, giving you their time in this exact moment. So that is like a whole nother real kind of like special aspect to it that made it a lot of fun to be able to interact that way. Um, I feel like we always pretty much had a pretty consistent 
I um, mean, we called the series number? Tuesday Night Dabs, so that in the name, you, like, got it every Tuesday night. We're and gonna, we're gonna like, be on camera, we're gonna be taking dabs, we're gonna be smoking, we're gonna be doing something, but there will at least be, it'll be Tuesday night, and it'll be dabs, yeah. so. But I feel like for us, like, be, because, you know, you're putting so much time and attention into, like, what other topics you're gonna be making for other videos, that, like, the live streams, you wanna, like, purposefully leave vague. You want... It to like we would maybe say okay on this live stream we're like either showcasing one new strength we're like smoking a bowl of this or we're doing like a little fun weed game or a challenge but it's like our last live stream was just talking more in depth about how much smoke uh, how much a cannabis we smoke or consume every single day every single on a week. daily basis yeah and weekly basis yeah and so yeah like I feel like the like the the biggest uh, the consistency with the live streaming was really the biggest thing that helped like build, like you said, that kind of maintained an audience. Um, but it's, it is something that like, I mean, sh shoot, we've been doing it for like three years and already at the end of three years, we're like, yeah, we need to pull this back to like a monthly thing because Versus a weekly thing. Yeah. it can be difficult. And it's something that, you know, like there's, you know, like Twitch is the platform for if you're like looking at, oh, I want to do some, some very long form live streaming. Um, like it's, it's, it's kind of like a whole new form of content. It's a whole, like I, like, yeah, I, we, we originally yeah. started off doing, um, YouTube and Periscope. Um, okay. and hmm. then Instagram started doing live streaming. So then we switched to YouTube and Instagram and then sometimes if like we were doing a you know a giveaway or something we would just do youtube just to keep the the pool a little bit more fair for choosing a winner and stuff mm -hmm. um but i feel like honestly like yeah trying to if you're trying to live stream get on as many platforms as you can um especially if it's kind of like in the beginning and you only have um i don't know not that many people interacting with you why not like widen the net and 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 try and like get on Twitch, get on Periscope, get on Instagram, get yeah. on YouTube, um, and live stream them all, and encourage people to cross the streams. But then, yeah, once you do get a little bit bigger, you do kind of have to concentrate <laughs> it towards one platform to be able to um, actually interact with still that amount of comments and stuff, so <laughs> that it's not coming from too many directions at once. Yeah. But um, right, because do you use a program like TriCaster? Um, I know what you're talking about, but like, yeah, for us, we, we never really, I think we've only done OBS. Like it's, right. it's just, you know, super basic, but for us, we're not trying to do a lot of like screen grabs. Like we're not trying to do multiple like video feeds for us. It's like a pretty basic setup, but yeah. I feel like that's honestly, like I liked when you can live stream from your phone through the YouTube app, just like yeah. you were saying, you can upload directly to YouTube. You can live, you can stream, live stream straight to YouTube from your from phone the app, and they make it super easy with like, all right, pose for a thumbnail. We're getting ready. We're starting and comments pop up on the screen and stuff. It looks pretty similar to Instagram. Cool. Uh, yeah. I've never I've never live streamed on YouTube actually. I got oh, seven hundred subscribers now, and I think I should do a a live stream. Yeah, just let people know on like Instagram and Twitter. Like, give them a little heads up of give like, up. yeah, I'm gonna be going live at, at this time. You know, hope I can see you there. It'll be, you know, give them about like you know at least twenty minutes. I'd say <laughs> to let some people hop in. If you can go longer, that's great. Yeah. Um, and you know, try and. If, if you're really getting a lot of interaction and stuff, just keep that up and try and keep that going as long as long as possible, I feel like. Yeah, and keep in mind that even if, you know, you don't have a lot of live viewers coming in, that, like, we are live streams. I'm oh, always surprised. so many replays. Yeah, yeah, how many people will still watch it after the fact. So, like, you know, I, I see them even treating it like a podcast. Like, our last live stream was over an hour long. And, I mean, most of our videos are under five minutes. So, I'm just like the... I'm like, this is the same person? This is the same subscriber? Yeah, same subscriber. <laughs> 
but I'm just like, okay, it's a, it's, it's very different. It can, you know, they can, I, I feel like they can put it on as a podcast or they can just, you know, like listen to this more like full conversation. But I, like at the end of the day, you just have to make it fun for yourself because if, if, you know, if you're having fun and people start engaging, then that's just like icing on top of the cake. But the cake needs to be you like having fun, like in front of a camera, regardless of if there's like one or two people watching, because then after the fact, if you're still having fun, then more people are going to watch the replays and could be like, oh, okay, I'll, okay, tune I'll join in next, next time. time. Totally. Exactly. You yeah. just have to like, be authentic and be consistent. Yep, that's, yeah. uh, that's exactly. If we can pound that in again. Yeah, <laughs> connections and consistency. And yep. Just stay in the pocket. Just yep. stay in that little... Just find your happy place. Yeah. And just, yeah, stay there. <laughs> I love it. What are you guys smoking on right now? Do you have specific cannabis with you? And past that, are there brands that you're really stoked on? Oh, I love it. Yeah, um, great question. Right now we are um, dabbing on some... Um, uh, Ogre OG. Ogre OG from Down to Dab Extracts. As well as uh, some Sour Diesel. This is, it's, I love when it's this kind of like, a, like I think it's a caviar consistency. It's such a, like, yes. not, not quite shatter, not quite like cake batter. It's almost like a sauce, almost like that sauce consistency. Um, and we have an e-nail, which I love that we've been able just to like take dabs throughout this conversation without the annoyance of a blowtorch lighting up like every single time. Um, and we also have some cannabis. Yes, I've got um, train wreck cookies here train from cookies. CH Farms. Ooh. God, yeah, this is so dank. Um, <laughs> so dank. Right, I want to do like what's that ASMR? Just like <laughs> that's the sound of that's the sound of the weed smell. That, <laughs> that maintainer, yeah. Right, just filling the room. Um, yeah, no, I yeah, I'm also really Brands excited. Friends were um, excited about. We've been smoking a lot of Lowell. Um, Big fan of Lowell. Lately, yeah. um, they have really, really cool, fancy pre-roll packs with really good packaging, and you open them up, and there's, like, matches in all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a bull. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, bull dude. It's um, cool, cool art on the front of it. Yeah, it's, and it's very, they're really consistent, too. Um, lol. Uh, we're also... Um, we just got a wonderful Valentine's Day gift from mm. Bang Chocolate. Bang um, Chocolate. And we're doing, depending on if, yeah, if this comes out before Valentine's Day or not, we are doing a giveaway with them right now where people in California could win Bang Chocolate. But it's really good, just infused. Um, they're all like 100 milligram bars, but it's just really, really good, um, like real cacao chocolate, not like Hershey waxy stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm high, <coughs> but I'm excited to eat those edibles. That's going to be good. Yeah. Um, also friends with Cushy Punch and Cushy Vapes. and Yeah. Yeah, just go, they, yeah. yeah, we got some good CBD products from them that we've, yeah, we've been getting into riding on that bandwagon, that CBD bandwagon. CBD. <laughs> it's fun. A it's lot fun of people though. got it's, on it quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. I do see the benefits, though. It's nice. At first, yeah. I was a little like, what is this? It's weed, but it doesn't get you high, but mm -hmm. I get it now, and I like it. As the price plummets, too, it's so much more accessible. It really is. And yeah. at least, yeah, in uh, all of the United States, it's great that 2018, they um, yeah legalized the Farm Bill, which made hemp legal nationwide, which means that CBD is, um, at least hemp-derived CBD, is legal nationwide. So mm -hmm. it's accessible to anyone in the United States, which is Is it? I gotta, I gotta ask this, because I thought that it was... CBD was still a Schedule II drug, and even though you can have hemp-derived CBD in legal or medicinal states in a state like 
Georgia, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure they're still completely illegal, um, that you couldn't get, like, uh, ascertaining CBD was still, uh, like, a, like, a crime? Uh, from what I understand, it, uh, the farm bill so changed CBD. that, yeah, the CBD okay. is, yeah, yeah hemp-derived CD, CBD is legal in all states, as far as I know, Walmart is selling it. Wow. Um, yeah. And, like, it's, it's, yeah, cushy, it's, it's corporate, cushy. and it's like yeah. it's nice. At least in Los Angeles, there's so many different brands because it is like, you know, the green rush out here. There's so many cannabis <laughs> brands, so of course there's a bunch of CBD brands, and they all seem to be um, pretty pretty medicinally focused and pretty about the yeah. plant and keeping things pure. But um, it seems like in the rest of the country, it has gone a little bit more corporate. Um, mm. But like, yeah, you can order CBD off Amazon. CBD you can get it at Walmart. Sure. You can yeah, wow. It's totally accessible to anyone in the United States. So Trump kind of half already legalized cannabis. It's baby steps. Right. It's definite baby steps. Yeah. Is there a <laughs> limit on like when you see a, a, a CBD product in Walmart, is there like a hundred milligrams in it? 200 milligrams, 500 milligrams. Is it just say hemp derived something on it? Like, yeah, it would definitely say, like, hemp-derived CBD. I don't even Millig think it would be 100 milligrams. Um, yeah. I think it would be less than that. I think you're looking more at, like, 10 to 20 milligrams and like, a bottle of, of something that's a tincture. Yeah, that's that's um, what we're seeing more is that people are getting... They're using it as a wellness factor. It's just like, oh, use, like, CBD. It's just, like, an extra... Not it's an extra, like, daily supplement kind of yeah. deal versus so an actual, like, a not... full... Um, like medical prescription medical yeah. like this is the cure for for what i need versus like yeah this is more like an, a daily add-on sort of yeah. thing so um yeah it's more yeah 10 to 20 milligrams however you can definitely find 100 milligram stuff here in los angeles yeah um is there a limit on how potent an edible can be in los angeles I know yes. There is a limit. Um, yeah. yes it is 100 milligrams is the limit and it needs to be broken up into 10 milligram doses right whereas before you could get a thousand you milligrams could, yeah there was Corova doing thousand milligram black bars before it was um, recreationally oh there was legal. golden times whereas now it's like okay you could get a hundred <laughs> milligram bag of cookies and ten it's 10 milligrams and, yeah, yeah. Per, and it's 10 milligrams per cookie or per like the cookie. top bars is 100 milligrams in the full bar and it's then they can food. be broken up into 10 milligram pieces yeah. it is unfortunate if you were a medicinal patient in mm -hmm. california and were really big on using edibles um in a medicinal way and now before you could eat literally a thousand milligram brownie and get all of that in one sitting versus who's going to eat you know 10 100 milligram yeah. chocolate bars now that's just not really doable so that is one of the downsides but at the same time like i don't know it's all baby steps towards towards a bigger legalization that's the, that's the same proposed law here steps back to go forward you know yeah. yeah i i feel you you guys had to have the wild west it's still kind of the wild west out there it's been so regulated up here in the great white north and edibles again aren't legal but they're proposing that you can only have 10 milligrams in an edible per package. So like per that. package, wow. Yeah, and the only way you can have more would be if it's in a liquid tincture, um, but there has to be like a dosage limiter in said tincture. So. But correct me if I'm wrong now, there aren't any laws against, um, like if you were to infuse your own butter. All and good bake your own cookies and brownies yeah right that's that's good to go right yeah you just can't sell them anybody to anybody you just got to share them but yeah you you're all good them. you can share them with friends but you can't make any profits off of it exactly and but now we're at a point since legalization october 17th where 
you could have grown every every person in the country except for Quebec has the right to grow four cannabis plants at home. Um, so people could be harvesting their homegrown cannabis at this point. Okay. No, that's that's funny. We actually are, we're we're first time uh, cannabis growers actually as of like this weekend with yeah. like three plants of our own. So. Do you find, are people in Canada taking advantage of that legality now that they can cultivate at home? No, or? I don't, I don't think so at all. That's mm. a shame. It might, I think a lot of people try this summer. Like the reality is out my window, it's literally minus 30 degrees right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> complaining about that it's chilly and 50. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like it hurts my face when I open the door. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, I don't even remember where I was going with it, but I th I feel like there's just less opportunity because it's so cold. I don't even yeah, remember what I was talking about. Yeah, you can't grow as much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, you can't grow as much. So people are probably, uh, it's probably going to be like, um, everybody's like, oh, I don't want my house to stink, whatever. So I bet that as soon as spring hits, as soon as it gets warm, April, you'll see a lot of people growing four plants in their backyard. That's awesome. Oh, Get those sense. outdoor grows going. Yeah. Um, yeah, as Clark said, if we can say a shout out to Leaflet Pod. Um, actually, actual, like a Canadian company. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. They are based out of Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. It is the coolest. Yeah. If, if people want to check them out on Instagram or like we, we will have a vlog coming up soon. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the coolest looking grow box grow pot I've ever seen. It's like two triangles mm -hmm. on top of each other. And it, it looks, looks like, like a, looks like an alien egg. Yeah. We just call it. Yeah. Our little egg in the corner now. That's just growing our little pot babies. Um, it's but, like if Andy Warhol got into like, it's just, it's so mod looking. And I love that. It's, it's just this very simple setup of like one light unit, two fans. And just the, the pot itself is basically just this white, really durable, uh, material that you can just snap to get it snaps together without any tools or at all in order like nothing necessary to build it and we like got it set up in like five minutes and then you're just like oh okay now i just have a like grow box that begins time to grow some weed exactly yeah. it's cool because yeah in california with the legalization we're allowed to grow um anyone who grew up to six plants that's yeah. 21 and older so i'm yeah excited to be yeah taking advantage of <clears throat> Of the laws. Not that, I mean, we were both medical patients, so we could have still done it before. But, yeah, I'm excited to be growing. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun. No, that's awesome. I just got my medicinal grow license, finally, because I bought a house, which is one of the kind of things that you have to have to get your medicinal grow license. Oh, and so, congrats to you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, me and Sarah. She, she pulls most of the weight. Um, and I got 39 plants, so that's my wow. new mission is to build like my a dream grow room Ooh. that's amazing wow that's such a yeah how cool oh my gosh yeah put that on youtube <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make that a series for sure <laughs> well here's an interesting thing the i, I guess the build should should be made into content but the actual so genetics you're only allowed to procure them through like legal L, we call them lps licensed producers okay. and these people were able to grandfather in their genetics when the uh, ACMPR passed in 2014, which is like the access to cannabis medicinal patients regulations. Anyways, um, so there's only like X amount. It's like 50 or 60, 70 strains that are actually legal to ascertain to grow. And all these LPs have had to share their cannabis between them. So the one illegal thing is actually getting the genetics that I want to grow, even though growing the cannabis is legal. 
Wow. That's so... That's such so, a crazy, weird <laughs> black hole loophole. Like, uh, yeah. damn. <laughs> right, and it's not illegal to sell the cannabis seeds at all, right? That's totally legal. Um, but it's as soon as I germinate it, it's again now an illegal cannabis plant. It's so backwards. Wow. That's so weirdly specific. <laughs> right? Here's another kicker, just while we're on it. If you have, if you, you're allowed to only carry 30 grams of cannabis anywhere you go, but you can fly with it. You can go anywhere you want with your 30 grams of recreational cannabis. But if you bought a sealed 30 grams of cannabis and the cannabis you bought was seeded, each seed counts as a gram. So uh-huh. if, if your cannabis is seeded, you could then be charged with a, with a petty fine for just buying and cannabis from the store. Just having extra seeds in it and not realizing they're in there. Yeah, because you're not allowed to open. This another crazy thing, bud, the, the bud dispensers and the cannabis retail stores are not allowed. You're not allowed to open the containers. Like nobody's allowed to look at anything, and you're not even allowed to like purchase the cannabis and then open it so that the person there can see what it looks like or smell it or anything. Yeah. So there's never any accountability there. So weird. We at least have like tester jars, like just like you know. Yeah, yeah. You can at least like you're not opening. You're not. You're not opening, getting, the, you're not opening you're... the glass jar that you are taking home with you because that is normally factory sealed, but there is jars. at least a showroom like tester jar that is open and you can smell it and see, yeah. you know, the same buds from the same grow are going to be in the other jars. So, mm-hmm. um, totally. yeah, but wow, well, that's a trip. Yeah, yeah, that's a trip. <laughs> well, they, they, they have some presentation buds, in, but there's a whole bunch of rules where they have to be lashed, leashed and locked. And um, it's really hard to actually change the samples out through like regulatory things. But where I live, I'm 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 just south of the Rocky Mountains, the Canadian Rocky Mountains, and it's literally like zero percent humidity here, so cannabis just dies. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So these these uh presentation containers, the samples are they're just yeah. nothing, nothing that you actually yeah. want to buy. <laughs> That's so funny. Damn. Oh well. That's yeah. I guess that's just how it goes. Cannabis can only get better and things can only change. California, it was it was almost too good to be true. And then they took a lot of that away from you. But I'm sure slowly but surely we'll get to a place where um, it's good for everybody. Alcohol is so normalized and it's such an easy right. thing to approach now. So It's so true. Everywhere, like how many bars did you tell me about, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like it's gonna be so phenomenal when, like, we can say have the same conversation in like less than ten years about, like, oh, have you tried this smoking lounge? Have you been there? Like, oh, have you tried the the what, like the tea, the CBD oil, like aperitifs at this pl- spot? Like, oh, it's yeah, it's it's happening. <laughs> it's happening soon because there's no lounges going on anymore now that the Hitman Coffee Shop is closed, right? Yeah. Uh, currently, yeah, not currently, yeah. not as far as we know. Mm. But things are changing. Things yep. are this year, right? Exactly. <laughs> We're excited. Yes, hopefully. Okay. Well, on that note, do you have any parting thoughts for everybody in that ended up listening all the way through? Oh, I know. Which okay. Well, first off, thank you so much uh, for giving us your time and attention. Yes, thank you. Uh, we appreciate you just tuning in to our stony rambles <laughs> and. Um, also just yeah thanks Andrew for just like coordinating and moderating and just doing all that we appreciate you yeah um let's see for parting final stony thoughts um check us out anywhere online I mean really yeah, we just YouTube and Instagram we try to make content that if it's not educational it's entertaining if it's not entertaining then you know it's weed yeah it's, you know, it's, it's really sweet 
something <laughs> something for everyone yeah. um and then yeah you know like if yeah if you dig us yeah we'd love to subscribe follow um we do like exclusive content on patreon oh yeah that's um, another thing we're ramping up this year yeah patreon yeah. is that you know that's which i love it's just a platform in general i'm a patron to a few other like influencers and content creators and it's just like a way to it's like oh you like someone more than just subscribing to them you can actually like donate any amount of money that you want to them that goes in like all of our patreon money goes directly back into like film equipment and you know just like doing and you know getting like i want to get the next like final cut uh pro like version and stuff so i'm like okay like all the patreon money's going to that mm -hmm. um but no yeah we're just uh, we're just excited to you know just be in it yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. i don't want you to leave now i want to talk about patreon i'm like um I, 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 I didn't know you were doing that tell me more about patreon how does it work did people end up subscribing to it do you have a lot of patreons patreons uh, we've got we've got a few we don't have a, a ton community. yeah we have a small less community yeah less than a hundred yeah. um well that's uh, pretty good yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's not it's bad yeah well, it's, it's it definitely ranges i would say most of them are like a dollar donators yeah for sure um but i think what's fun is that we've set different um levels so it's like oh if you if you donated ten dollars a month or more then we'll send you something in the mail something like like a polaroid or a postcard month. yeah um and it's then a personal and, thank you and anything below that we're doing at least starting this year yeah like i said we're revamping it up we're doing more um exclusive videos just for patreon more um content that's more authentic to us that might not necessarily be like specifically weed related um like we have we we just launched a, a rant and rave series where it's like okay what are some some rants and raves that like have nothing really to do about weed or that we just don't feel but we'll be high yeah we'll be high on Netflix camera shows. and be yeah ranting <laughs> like, about something or raving about how much we love something so yeah. um we're also doing a weekly newsletter now um yeah and for for us it's just like i feel like a patron, like, if, if all these different platforms, it's all about, like, however you connect through the community, through this, like, content, then Patreon is the content where it's like, oh, this is what I'd share with my friends. Yeah. Like, I'm like, if you're, if you're going to contribute to actually pay money to support us as content creators, then I'm going to, I'm going to give you the conversations. I'm going to give you the goods. I'm going to give you like, yeah, we reply back to, I mean, we try and reply back yeah. to all comments across the, the board, but we definitely reply back to every single Patreon comment. Um, right. and yeah, it is, it is just a, another fun platform to, yeah, put a little extra on. <laughs> it's just our little internet family. Yeah. Sort of yeah. <laughs> That's super cool. I'm really debating doing a Patreon, so I'm just kind of, I'm kind of wading into the water right now. Yeah, no, I, t I, I feel like, yeah, I, I fully support anyone that, like, uses Patreon and, like, finds patrons, because, I don't know, just have fun with it, and I feel like as long as you kind of know, you know, what value or whatever you want to, like, give back to the patrons, and, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't have to be anything more than, like, your thanks and stuff. They could just be supporting your journey, but, um... Yeah, it's, it's, I, f I feel like it's always weird for someone, like, in the beginning to be like, oh, I'm actually I'm asking internet strangers for something, but you, as long as you're confident that, like, no, I'm having fun with this platform, I am giving something back, and, and yeah, so that's, that's what, we, like, gets us going, is that we're like, oh, yeah, let's, like, rant about something that has no place on YouTube, but, like, no, this is something that we can just be totally ourselves in front of the camera, and anyone that, like, likes us enough to donate will like get to see you know just that added video i love it what really grinds your gears you talk about the rants and raves what what, what would you rant about right now there was oh, i remember the first rant was just a bad hotel experience is all oh. 
but yeah, so there's nothing, nothing really, um, <laughs> nothing really ranty right now. But it's also like, oh, just tune into Patreon yeah, for subscribe more. Subscribe to Patreon to find out. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was the teaser. Laid it down, and they could find you. How plug everything one more time before I let you yeah. guys go. Uh, that high couple across the board. Um, YouTube, Instagram, Patreon. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that high, high couple. couple. <laughs> yeah, trying try to make it real easy for you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, I look forward to seeing you both when I get back to California. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having us. It's been yeah. a great, great sesh. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Later. Later. Bye-bye.